doing good here so it is um today is sunday april 22nd and yesterday i had my daughter's birthday party who i can hear yelling in the background mm-hmm. um and laura came into town we recorded two episodes last night and it as we said in the other in yesterday's episode um or say yesterday's episode but the episode before this one probably um a lot had happened within a week with Laura's grandmother dying and then my grandmother dying. And we thought that this episode <laughs> would do well to follow it because we're going to discuss ambiguous grief. But before we do that, I wanted to introduce our special guest, Rachel Christian. Hell, 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 hell. What's up? <laughs> that was the audience screaming. Thank Ow. you. That's abrasive. <laughs> that was two different audiences screaming. Yeah. Not in unison, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Seconds apart. Oh, we're supposed to be screaming now? Okay. The fans and the serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Um, but, so, we're... We're really tired. Yeah, We're always up. tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel went to Boy Butant last night. Mm-hmm. Tell us what Boy Buton is. Boy Buton is a um, drag drag show ball, um, and it benefits AIDS Athens, which is a, an excellent organization. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't believe I wasn't there. It was magnificent. Um, it was my first and only. That's the one that I. And you don't need to go to another one. Well, I'm about to move. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What okay. it is that you do. So I am a. Lic- oh wait! Before I do that, Rachel. Okay. I do know what she does. She's one of my like longest female friends here in Athens. So I know what she does. But I figured that should be said. It's not like we just found you <laughs> online and like. Yeah. Correct. Yes. We've discussed this topic We've many been times for a long time that we because we met each other through my one of my ex boyfriends. Yeah. He yes. was just a gentleman. Just a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> wait, yeah. Seth. I'm not said. I'm not allowed to curse. He's lying. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was fucking with you. He oh my god! That it was a Christian podcast, <laughs> and that I wasn't allowed to curse. And she's over here like, I'm pretty sure I've listened I've to this listened podcast. To that's and not yeah, how exactly. that goes at all. <laughs> Don't think that's the case. But okay, <laughs> whatever. So I just put it in my head that I wanted to say one out the gate. So. Yeah. Do Shit. It. Fuck. We'll just we, we'll have the. Uh, well, your episode will be the only episode that's like beep 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 beep, 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 beep for the Christian crowd. Yep. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, what do you do? So. I am a licensed social worker. Um, A lot of my background is in grief. It's in hospice work. Um, It's in... I've been working the past three years with older adults in uh, public housing. I can Mm. already see you zoning out right over there. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I was. I was just thinking about how much it would suck to work with old people. It's hard. Um, But they're they're fucking mean 
and I love it. Like, they're so fucking mean. And I just, I adore that so much about them. Anyway, so I do a lot of grief work with <laughs> I them. I adore the, how mean they, I like how they abuse me. <laughs> I really do. I mean, they're fucking ruthless. And I'm just like, I can't wait till I get a social pass to be able to do that, you know? We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just being senile and crazy, pretending anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just uh, out the get, just mm-hmm. nuts. Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do... Now I do a lot of end of life discussions <clears throat> and we do a lot of work in just the loss of your health, the loss of your, um, like you were, you, you used to could do things and now you can't. Um, so that, that's kind of like that ambiguous stuff that I wanted to talk about. Okay. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it's hard. But we, we joke a lot about it. Because um, you have to. Yeah. And well, and that's one of the coping... We'll get into this, of course. But like this is that's one of the coping skills with uh, ambiguous loss is that you laugh at absurdity, which is why y'all's podcast does so well Perfect. in that way. Yeah. Because that's that's actually a very healthy thing to do is, is laugh at um, really dark stuff yeah. because you kind of give a new light to it. And that's actually a super healthy thing yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, I had no idea when I when, we, when you came to me <laughs> that it, that was whatever. But I knew it was we. I knew immediately that it was yeah. serving a purpose. Totally, it's, it's funny that you say that because I think about the people that have a really hard time laughing, or and I wouldn't necessarily identify them as mentally healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Or, I mean, not not you get what I'm saying. But I know that they have issues and yeah. why yeah. why it would be hard for them, but. Well, yeah, difficulty facing. Yeah. I think people try to put themselves in boxes when they're grieving. And, you know, I'm supposed to be crying right now. And, like, that's not, that's not real. Mm -hmm. That's, you need to, I mean, like, the biggest thing for me is you allow yourself to feel whatever. Um, Yeah. And if you laugh at something that's really (laughs) dark, then that's fucking okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, just define, I guess you could define ambiguous grief. Like, what is the textbook definition? Textbook definition, and it was coined by this woman called Dr. Pauline Boss. I got to hear her speak in grad school. Boss bitch. She is. I mean, she's one of my favorite, like, (laughs) idols. I think she's a fucking badass. That's awesome. Um, So, she coined the term in the 70s, um, ambiguous loss, because what she was seeing was all of these... Soldiers coming or, or uh, grieving widows um, from the Vietnam War, where they would not have a body to bury. Oh mm. man! Yeah. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, and the biggest thing with that was, in, in ambiguous loss in general, is it doesn't. How was the best way to say it? So it's everything but a physical. This person was alive. Now they are dead death Mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily mean a death has to occur at all so Mm -hmm. if we're talking about that there are two kinds the first kind is um physical absence with psychological presence so like missing soldiers there with that there's always the um they may come back like prison or like Mm -hmm. pow's pow's um people lost at sea missing in action yes all of those things um but then to put it in a like a like a real context one another would be like um someone goes to jail or mm. long term or divorce or oh, shit I, I never realized how much ambiguous grief i had surrounding tommy's death there's yeah. so much about everything yeah oh my god that's crazy um yeah so those are another one is the loss of one's own health like mm. kind of watching your body 
Yeah. yeah that's a, these are fucking bummers, man. But um, <laughs> we're just starting bright and early on a rainy Sunday. Talking Good. about all the happy shit. You're yeah. morning. Um, You're morning. So the second kind is physical presence with psychological absence. So, Laura, this would be more of a dementia situation, right? Yeah. Um, where, or traumatic brain injury, um, stroke, coma, uh, chronic mental illness, um, depression, autism, uh, addiction. This is another one of those. Um, But more commonly, this one, I like this in this, uh, this example of this kind, like, excessive um pre preoccupation with like work so say like a husband comes home and he's physically there mm. but he is think he's not he's not thinking of mm-hmm. or, or about anything related to what's in front of him so he's not present um and that wife then he is her ambiguous loss so yeah and God. it's kind of like what you and gary the moment y'all had during the husband's episode yeah. where gary realized like or he voiced his mourning his mother because of her addiction and you realize that's what you've been doing yeah with yep. your father absolutely. for all these years no absolutely yeah right that's, well i think the ambiguous grief learning about that kind of gave um it, it gave validation mm-hmm. to my feelings of what the fuck am i feeling so yeah. that's what the craziest part is that we actually grieve that in the same way our brains like light up the same way as if there has been a death Mm. and so this whole thing just validates all of the other kinds of loss that we have and that's what's so important about it if we're talking about like peer-to-peer while why people make connections and why that helps them get better like peer groups if you think about that like addiction aa like that's why that works is because you create a connection with another person so if we're talking about um, like grief, then I don't have to have lost someone to help you with your loss. Or I don't have to have like a death occur to me to be able to understand how mm-hmm. you might be feeling, right? Like it kind of opens up those connections that we can make with other people. And that's the coolest part. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I guess I'm like scientifically because mm-hmm. because i was just thinking like who fucking wants to hear i know what you're going through when you know what i mean but at the same time it's not necessarily voicing it voicing that as much as it is just actually i can empathize i can mm-hmm. empathize because yeah. i've experienced a loss yeah right yeah. exactly so it's like it's not saying just for our listeners it's not the same as saying when laura's dad died <laughs> i know how you feel because i lost my dog right? <laughs> no it's not that it's, it's not, not that no. right i just yeah. mean that it 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 validates all the other kinds of loss and it gives it does yeah that, and that's yeah. basically what i mean I, no i know i yeah. knew what you meant that's why i was like but, just but those are not yeah. no they're not the same <laughs> no. um, but it, but they it, but they do right but i'm yeah. just saying that these other type of losses are just as detrimental as if someone died well that's i mean yeah holding your dog oh yeah like you know how that impact of so was that one of them the the mm-hmm. like a dog a pet death? yep okay because so it's the, i mean that pet never spoke to you yeah they're not like a human yeah but they they died um what and some would say that that's like like actual grief that's like not that's like a real loss but mm-hmm. i think it's more a little bit more ambiguous just because it wasn't a person yeah um, yeah what about um like a breakup same yeah it's an ambiguous loss so mm-hmm. um because no one died but damn man so I, that'd be the first felt one? like someone has yeah you know yeah is it the first 
first kind when it's a breakup because it's you said physical or, or um physical absence with psychological presence would that be the first would that be like a breakup yeah, yeah i think okay. so because okay. then there's that chance that it may have yeah they may, they may come back but you know that they're not going to and that's yeah. why it hurts so bad yeah, yeah. gotcha mm-hmm. man that was one thing when when we start when laura came to me about starting this podcast um i was like yes yeah, sounds like a great idea having no idea i needed it so badly <laughs> and that mm-hmm. you that what an interesting experiment um that we've you know this road we've gone down but then as we started talking more we got people being like well I don't have a funeral story um that's funny and then or I don't have a funeral story I don't have one I have one but it's not funny and then just kind of talking with people you and and uh my friend Stephanie about ambiguous grief because we'd heard that term before you actually brought it to, mm-hmm. to me the first time when I was like talking about my dad and I that was when I realized like funeral stories is not just traditional funerals it's not just a funeral for a being it opens ambiguous grief opens it up to when you have a breakup and putting things in a box a and burning mm-hmm. it yeah it's mm-hmm. what is your funeral story about your loss it be it a pet a you know a, a friend that you break up with your friend mm-hmm. or you know things like that what yeah, situation so. are you grieving yeah right grief it's podcast is, it's a comedy podcast about grief and yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah yeah but what's the coolest thing is that literally every person on this planet will have yes. lost something right yeah. mm-hmm. and that is one thing that we will all go through mm-hmm. whereas there are other experiences that like i won't have but you will yeah. but that one is across the board and to me yeah. that's the most like powerful cool thing yeah i mean death even it's, symbolic death is the great equalizer yeah mm-hmm. so that would make yeah it's cool oh man well anyway i can talk to you a little bit about um just some more information about it um just if you want it um and i can give you some coping stuff to kind of work on yeah i'd like it if you <clears throat> um because you know my story and you know her story mm-hmm. kind of um some insight into so literally the things that i'll tell you will apply to both of your Perfect. situations <laughs> um so that's why you know this is a cool yeah yeah sort of idea um so one thing and I, when i heard her speak when i was in graduate school um she opens up this conference and where it's a bunch of hospice nerds there, a bunch of grief nerds. No, oh, I was like, um, hospice <laughs> nurse or nerds? Nerds. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so nerds. she opens up the conference and she says, closure is a myth. And you could see all of these grief counselors, their brains were just melting. <laughs> and I was just like, this is what I'm here for. You know, yeah. like watching these people just lose their shit because she said that and it's true so there when we are grieving when we're hurting there we want it to end we want Mm -hmm. there to be Mm -hmm. an end thing that happens but that's just not real because the end thing it would we would ideally want them to come back we want it to be over we and but the only thing that's going to satisfy the overness of it is if they come back Mm -hmm. so that's not real it's not ever gonna happen and so she but when I but when she comes out and just says closure is a myth I think that kind of uh frees some people because Mm -hmm. then they're not constantly searching for yeah that end point and they I think that opens the door for them to kind of start living with the ambiguity of that loss or you know the pain the grief trying to figure it out Whereas if you just kind of know going in that it's never going to go away, I think that kind of, that helps, right? Mm. Um, So she says that. 
I saw brains melted. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, she says, um, with trauma, um, with a trauma. So, like, if we're thinking about a PTSD trauma, that event is, like, one time. Mm-hmm. And it's singular, it's it, and that's it. And then you have the lasting effects that may happen from it. But what's different from, like, am- ambiguous loss is that that loss remains in the present. So that's what that would be more of like a the dementia thing where yeah. you know she has this diagnosis, but you you have to be you have to see it every single day. Yeah. Instead of like a death where it is it has happened and then it is over. Mm-hmm. But with that it's prolonged and it can be prolonged uh for, you know, generations at times because if you think about like slavery or the Holocaust, that is a prolonged like presently trauma. yes trauma so like abuse like abu- mm-hmm. like yeah right oh, that's interesting yeah well abuse can kind of be either way um if we're talking about it's like a, a continuous trauma or sort of um yeah. that one is a little odd um mm-hmm. that one doesn't quite fit into either it's because it, it is a trauma it would be it would cause ptsd but that one also remains in the present so like that one's kind of a weird it's just not like a one incident right yeah okay right what about like like a rape like a one time that would be a one-time like trauma yeah um there's a ambiguous law surrounding that trauma for sure like say you were a virgin or something yeah or you just you lost your you were violated right yeah yeah Yeah. you lost your you you lost your safety yeah yeah Yeah. all of that from you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um so some ways to cope with this. Yeah. And we can keep talking about, you know, just the ideas sur- that are around yeah. it. But um, one of the things that she says to do is uh, both and thinking, which is kind of fun if you're trying to get like creative with it. But it's it's a way to find the so it's trying to live within the two realities that are that are true. So yeah. my grandmother is both alive but doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Or she is um, oh, she she loves me, but she has no idea who I am. So yeah. it's that like and that both and thinking. She is both this and that, um, and that kind of helps because while both of these things are true, they don't make sense when you put them together. And so that's that's the living in the ambiguous part yeah. that we don't really. Our brains kind of just like we don't. I don't get it. She's Why? both the woman that taught me how to drive and the woman who's now trying to bite me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Casey? Um, yeah, I was trying to apply that to my situation. Because <laughs> so, how would that... I'm thinking even with... I, ha- I actually wrote down an example for you. Okay. Um, he is both my father and someone who doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to keep it... Well, and even like with my grandma, like she, she was alive for 10 years, but I was already grieving her because I didn't... Yeah. I couldn't go see her. So it was like... She is my... She's both my grandmother and someone that hasn't doesn't know me anymore. Yeah, she's both alive and um, someone I've lost, but at yeah. a distance. Yeah, like, yeah, like I totally. can't. Yeah. So both of those things are true, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they are they're rooted in reality. But they, the way that they come together doesn't like make sense at all. Ooh. Poured poured fucking coffee on my fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> at least it was coffee because it kind of blends in with my. <laughs> Sorry, solving the real problems in today's world. <laughs> it's like, fuck. 
Use my blanket to clean it up. <laughs> now you can grieve the loss of your perfect tan. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It. You are a tan, but you are also fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I want you to tell your Thomas Jefferson story. Oh God. Okay, so when I was in graduate school, I worked in hospice, um, and we specialized in dementia um, mm-hmm. and Alzheimer's, and. Um, there was this one lady and so we and one of the like I said the coping skill with this is, and even like for ourselves and being there for people when they're dying you have to laugh about oh, this God. stuff you have to yes so this is one of my favorite stories that I tell about my time with hospice but um, there was this really sweet lady but she was very close so I went in to see her and she was like you know what I was just thinking about my sons today. And I was like, well, tell me about them. What'd y'all do? And of course, none of this is real. Um, But she was like, well, (laughs) we went to these cherry trees and then we did. And I'm like, well, what, what are their names? Well, well, the first one was Thomas. Thomas and I know they're her son's names. That's this is yeah, not them. Not it. Um, not and she's it. like, well, first one's Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> wow, you. But you have to just go along with yeah, it. Yeah, you can't reorient. You're like, them. no, that's not your son. No, like, yeah, you can't do the that. Term. You can't reorient them. Cannot. Don't try. No, no, but it makes it that much more fun if you don't. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best part. Which is hard, but and that's where one of these losses comes from because people yeah. want to reorient them. Well, and they, there was one or a couple of them that thought that you were their daughter. Oh, like I got another one. Well, then her second son was um, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. a very prestigious family. Yes, <laughs> yeah. never knew this side of American history. Dude, th- this facility that I worked in was just chaos all the time, and it makes me laugh so hard thinking about it now. But. Um, there was this other woman, her name was Gladys, um, and she was very old, but she she had dementia. Um, she was African-American, and one day I came in to see her. She, I mean, she was so sweet, just so sweet. And one day I came in to see her, and she was like, I want to introduce you to everybody. And I'm like, oh, okay. And in my head, I'm like, oh, she remembers my name. We're doing okay today. <laughs> nope, wrong thing. Uh-uh. This is... <laughs> nope. Nope, not today. Not today. <laughs> no, this is... Um, I think she called me Abigail or something. This is my daughter, Abigail. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we, are, we aren't the same color. <laughs> We're not even... That's actually impossible. <laughs> but I went with it. I was like, yeah. hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, you just this have to roll mom. with it. She adopted you that day yeah this is my mom you know <laughs> went with it i remember when um my my mima had alzheimer's and she was in her um facility i guess nursing home and my mom would go see her and my mom and april would go and for some reason probably the last couple of years of my mima's life she started referring to april as yellow <laughs> just the color yellow <laughs> and so my mom was like hey mama it's do you know who I am? And she'd go, yeah, you're Phyllis. You know who this is? Yep, that's yellow. <laughs> and it's like, all right, cool. And then my mom would just kind of fuck with her. Oh. Because my mom would be like, no, I'm so... Just almost causing more chaos. And mm-hmm. you could just see my grandma being like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool. I don't know who the fuck any of you are anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Like, I'm just looking at this picture <clears throat> and you're on my wall. So you must be someone I know. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, you have to laugh about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one situation at the facility, I will not name names, but, 
um, one of the residents there, one of our patients, uh, shit in an air vent. Oh my gosh. And it utter chaos. I mean, the whole place just basically went up in flames. Like it smelled like shit. Oh, but it, and it was continuously this, blowing. So, but like, this was the oh not the same facility where someone shit on themselves going down the stairs, and there was poop all over the handle. No, that was my most recent job. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, no, no. Why would, I guess they shit probably stepped in it or trying to clean it up. I or don't something, know if they and then, like had a mm. slip and slide situation. I'm not really sure. <laughs> all down the handrails, just poop. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we um doing the Lord's work. When we, we had our new uh, caretaker come in. She didn't know much about my grandma's history, um, but she, she said she was talking a lot about Frank today. Who was was Frank? Her husband? And I said no, that was her mule. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fucking good. Nope. That was her mule on the farm that she rode. That's <laughs> all right. Because it was, you know, you could tell the caretaker was like, oh, she's talking about her ex-husband, you know? Like, she's had a... <laughs> Which was probably better for her to be talking about the mule. Yeah. It probably <laughs> agitated her less. A lot nicer. <laughs> she was in a better mood because she didn't have to talk about um, her... What was her husband's name? James. James, your grandma. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jim and his concubine. His concubine. <laughs> Every time I, I hear you say that, we talk about her and her heels. And, and she would, oh, and one time she she kept talking about he, he, what she did that for a long time, just him, he, him. And we didn't, we're like, maybe she's talking about Grand. I don't know, because mm-hmm. she had all girls. So like, right. who is she talking about? And then one day she just said, I am not marrying him. <laughs> who? And we're just like, you don't have to marry anybody you don't want to. <laughs> you just listen. You just have to roll with it. And then it was. It took me a little while to realize that because the first time I had an incident like that, it was my first time having an incident like yeah, that. And right. so she was trying to put on her shoes and go outside to get in the car to go home, which is very common with Alzheimer's patients. Yeah, is that right. they yeah. want to go home? I want to go home. And they don't understand. I mean, in her case, she was home. And yeah. then she had lived in yeah, for 30 years and then had also lived in it like prior to that for yeah. many years. So, and she it was, was saying that si- even while home? Yes. Okay. So yeah, she, she lived saying, in her home until, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were, or I was just, you are home. Why are you trying to, and because it, and at first I was trying to play along with it. But then it was her trying to go out the door. And so like it's dangerous. like, how do you stop, stop right. this? Right. And then we had to do these locks so that she couldn't open the door. And she thought we were locking her in and thought mm-hmm. we were kidnapping her. And there was all of that. Well, that's that element. Like yeah. the beach trip you talk about. Yeah. That and so. Beach trip. But then you just sort of learn that you have to go along with it. Like one time I heard this noise when she was still walking. And I walked in and she had this broom underneath the sofa. I said, what are you doing? She said, a cat just ran under the couch. And so I just went in there. I was like, get out, cat. You know, just get out. And that's, I mean, you have to kind of, like you said, you can't try to, what was the word? Reorient. Reorient them. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. And I would see, there was, I just saw families try so hard to do that. And it was just like. Just quit. Just yeah. Give yourself that break, man. Just you know, like let it go. Live in their reality, right? And because it'll be better for you and better for them. Mm-hmm. So stop. But it's 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 people that can't deal with that loss. They can't deal Talk, with talking mom about not knowing them. Yeah. Yeah. But talking about the coping mechanism um, of laughing, um, Jenny and I have used it 
quite a bit when it comes to <laughs> yeah. my dad. And so my dad, again, fucking crazy. Every, you guys all know it. You know how crazy. But I just, there's no point in getting into it. What Anyway, right now. But he went through this point where he was trying to convince people that he ha- had been re-enlisted into the military. <laughs> and that he was in Afghanistan. And he was, like, calling us from Afghanistan. But was he really in no he wasn't and so I think it was like a, he was so fucked up and I think it was his tactic to get us to like um, care about I don't know give him money who fucking knows right but um, he called my uncle Phil and he was doing this really really bad Boston accent <laughs> how'd it sound like I don't fucking know but Phil could probably do it great but he was like um, an egregio bender <laughs> yeah I mean I could just imagine my dad being like hiya this is a, the one in Boston you know I'm the friend of your brother like you know yeah obviously whatever and my dad has this cough that's like <gasps> that you know it's him. we used to be like oh we could find him in the grocery in the fucking middle of Lowe's or something and just buy a cough you're just like, okay. yeah like just yeah a hack and so he's like your brother Mike has died in Afghanistan. And what? Yeah. Yeah. And Phil is like, what? He's dead? And um, he was like, yeah. And he knew it was bullshit. He's like, yeah, he died. I mean, I got an email that my dad had died. So I was like, from your dad. From my dad. <laughs> exactly. And so he's like, um, God, what was it that happened? I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Jenny could tell the story so much better. But he was like, um, oh, 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 okay. He said, does, uh, does your mother know? that he died or something and phil goes well that's ah oh, fuck what was it i don't i don't know how it went but he was like well that's interesting because uh, did did you know that my the reason my mother killed herself was because of mike said phil said this to my dad who's <laughs> pretending to be someone from boston <laughs> oh because he said yeah that's what he was like he was like i'm your brother's best friend he was like oh did you know that my mother killed himself killed herself because of mike but she was still alive she's still alive okay. yeah and so <laughs> what he do he goes hold on let me put another guy on the phone. <laughs> and he goes, Hi, this is another guy. <laughs> Not even like a name. Couldn't even couldn't pull a David. Couldn't pull a James. Okay, but change the accent. But change the Hi, accent. this is another guy. <laughs> like he went from like Boston to New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like a slight change. And it's like, it's. I guess that's pretty, pretty significant change. But yeah, yeah. no. He was a... Uh, this is another guy and so Phil's like okay fucker like whatever (laughs) so one thing Jenny and I always do is and my mom too is we're just like oh it's too bad we lost our dad in Afghanistan (laughs) it was really hard for us really hard time I mean just always just be like just pretend that's what happened yeah when Jenny saw him at at least it'd be an honorable death (laughs) oh, oh, oh that's what it was he was telling him how he went out your brother went out a hero like, oh no. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Your brother went out a hero. He went out a hero. Like, he need a hero. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Like, here's the thing is my dad's life could have been pretty great because he did do some awesome shit. You didn't die in Afghanistan saving a troop, uh, you know, a thousand troops or some shit. Like, so you on. and Jenny joke about this now? all the time. All Too the bad time. our dad died in Afghanistan. You know, man, life would have been different if only he was alive and not in Afghanistan because he's definitely in Afghanistan. Like, oh, and Jenny at, at the funeral, 
Jenny, you know, because she was calling him, calling him on his shit, but in like a way of like, I don't really care what your answers are, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just gonna let you know that shoot the I don't man. buy it anymore. Yeah, exactly. shoot like, the well, man. well, I'm glad to see you're back from the dead. <laughs> well, so Jenny was like, "Did do you really think we believe that you went to Afghanistan?" And he still swears that he did. What I know, and it was just a mix-up that well, it was <laughs> in his own mind. But like to be fair, the reason it was even like maybe he is in Afghanistan is because he was like black ops, like or like you know like Green Beret. Yeah, he had clear. You're sure of, of that? Positive. Okay. I mean, we live. You know what I mean? Like we when Jenny was in when Jenny was born, he was in training at in Monterey for like. I mean, and when they found the Foot Locker, kinds of like shit that really yeah. probably shouldn't be out there, like how to fight Iraqi insurgents that were like U.S. Army, like, Whoa. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, straight up propaganda. Yeah. Wild I, stuff. Like, um, uh, playing cards of the terrorists that they, like, had to get. What? Yeah, so, like, wow. he did do... He was the, like... They they were in Colombia when they weren't in Colombia, or they were in Panama when they weren't in Panama. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like guerrilla warfare was his. Yeah, he stuck deep behind enemy lines in Honduras or Nicaragua. So really, if he had said he was in in Afghanistan, that's not where he would have really been anyway. Well, no, well, because it was this was at the time during like after nine eleven, he was saying that he got reenlisted, right? Because he had been honorably discharged because he had a back injury. So it was totally during a time where they would have gone Maybe, back to get yeah. people that like he was him. jealous that the military was getting all this attention he wasn't part of it he anymore. was he probably had this like crazy fucking like i'm a patriot i need to do my service so i can't so i'm gonna make it up and then believe <laughs> that i'm doing it and then make other people like look up to me because now i'm nothing and i'm doing drugs and you know yeah. nowhere florida or if but, i like go to afghanistan and i get injured then i can get more drugs and more money yeah, yeah. nobody's using him for protection yeah he's a desk job if anything hey i'm cool with him Uh, being on the front lines (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's not a bad idea but no this motherfucker tried to get us to think that he died in afghanistan and this was after he got it tried to get us to believe that he had lung cancer so Mm, maybe space those out a bit i know (laughs) yeah why would they want you if you have lung cancer okay they're gonna have to pay for your treatments that's a mm -mm. no so yeah that was every time it was really too bad and even my stepdad will be like oh that's he texted us at the funeral he was like i hope your dad's um okay after afghanistan like just stupid (laughs) shit that we're just like you fucking idiots yeah laughing at it most certainly helps yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says some other things that are really interesting. Like she, um, she's a grandmother. And so she will, she says that you have to build a callus for amb- ambiguity, not knowing what's going to happen. And she, I have a really great quote from her that I'll read in a second, but she, um, she will take her grandchildren and they will go, you know, get lost is what it, what she says. And they will leave the house. They won't have a plan. They won't know where they're going. They don't know what they're going to do, but they will just find something and however it arrives before them and they'll go for it. And she says that not having a plan, not making a list, not knowing how you're going to react to something, which for you and I, I don't know about you, Laura, but we're the list makers. We, I mean, I'm to a T, like try to anticipate anything that might happen. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's kind of wild just to not. Oh, and don't cancel a plan. Right. Don't cancel a plan on me. That's the worst thing. That, if if you're going to cancel a plan, let it be. If it's to me, if it's a concrete plan, if mm-hmm. we say we're going to do something, right? And then if it starts to change a little bit, mm-hmm. I need clear, concrete sentences that are saying this might not happen. Yeah. So don't because I'm to me it's like that's no. see that's, that's I had a thing. I yeah. Was, <gasps> now I'm every everything else is messed up. But that might be a good thing when that happens and like 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not that it's cool when people cancel well, plans on you, but... Because other things can fucking happen. That just right. fly by the seat of your pants. That's right. really weird because my dad used to do that with me. I don't, Not for that reason, but we would just kind of like go in the car without really a plan. And so it's kind of weird, like him doing that mm-hmm. might be one of the things that prepared me for totally, his yeah. loss. Totally. Yeah. Um, and there are other things you can do too. Um, but just that, that's a big one. That's a really simple one. That's a yeah. very easy one. Um, let's see what else. <clears throat> Taking a note. Which I am a note maker and I am a list maker. I was drawing a star. And a pl- like a plan <laughs> person. But I, I'm flexible and I'm, I get anxious about things not being on time. Right. You're flexible, but you can't do a split. <laughs> it's a different kind of flexible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you get anxious about things being on time? Oh, yeah. I could see that with you. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah. When it comes, that's fu- yeah. funny. I'm but I, when I always say when I write out a plan for my life, I write it in pencil because mm-hmm. you just know that life happens I'm and things happen. I'm a pen bitch. Yeah. I'm yeah. such a pen, but then I'm a white I'm a sharpie. bitch too. I'm a sharpie <laughs> yeah. all the way. I'm tattooing it on my body. But you are, um, no, I, you were talking about being anxious um, about time. I would say you, you would just very well because when we were going to the My Favorite Murder Live and I was just kind of like, I'm just gonna take time and get ready and then you're like oh they're doing a meetup before and I was like well fuck I didn't know about that so I'll just go real fast and then we ended up only being there for a short amount of time and it was definitely it was like rainy and shitty driving but the whole time you were just like I mean it's okay and I was over here like fuck if that had been me I'd have been like get the fuck out of the house let's go <laughs> I had a plan god damn it you're ruining everything well that's also like something we were doing for fun sure. you know if it's something on a professional level or like if I'm have a meeting I'm 15 minutes early I just mm-hmm. that's that's the only time I'm on time is if it's professional yeah you're yeah, not me too. A, and like 8, that's the same thing. I'm, I'm friends with you, so I didn't really think we were going to be on time anyway. <laughs> You've been there. A time Even or two. Gary is caught on because like when y'all were coming last time, he was like, "So," and I was like, "She said they'll be here about th- two and he's like, "So that means four Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Well, I said one thirty, and then I was like, "So that means two and then I got there at three. <laughs> So, but that's not yeah. four. So good job, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, te- so she's like technically I'm an hour early. <laughs> I know I did say that when I came in. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but um, I want to give credit to where I got this information. Yes. Where I learned it, and I heard it from her mouth, which was very cool in person, IRL. That was awesome. It's but not Google, guys. <clears throat> nope. All of our research is Google. So <laughs> she has a website. It's www.ambiguousloss.com. Uh, she has several books. She has um, a lot of uh, online published papers. I could nerd out for hours about this stuff, but she she's a badass. Um, another really great uh, grief writer, he does a blog that is actually quite colorful in its language, and I really love that. <laughs> um, his name is Tim Lawrence, um, and it's called The Adversity Within, and he does a really great one about... Um, it's called not everything happens for a reason that's the one i like yep uh he's amazing um and he his blog is badass what he says fuck in it and i'm just like yeah 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 I think man we touched on that a little bit about not everything happens for a reason because there's been times where <clears throat> yeah <sighs> right and i've so, said it to people before but sometimes shit just sucks i know um and yeah. that's the thing that he talks about in that in that blog post is that um when 
there's this pressure to say something when someone's grieving. We want to yeah. be able to say something that takes it away. But his big, I mean, and we know this, that the biggest thing, and this is what Cameron said too, is presence, like providing mm-hmm. that presence. But when people get kind of backed in that corner, feeling like they need to say something, sometimes they'll say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And so what this guy, uh, his blog, what he talks about is, no, fuck you, it doesn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. you can't tell me that there's a reason behind my dad being taken away from me or... Yeah. Or the reason I got raped. Right, you like, cannot tell me that. And mm-hmm. so what that does when you say that to someone is that it belittles their grief, it belittles yeah. their experience, and it takes away from it. So what if a person, that's how they find comfort in their grief, if, they, if like they're grieving and they think... Well, this happened for a reason, and that's what makes them feel better. Then that's it's contextual, right? But you so can't just say like, that to another person. Is what you're right? Well, not yeah, or you shouldn't. Not well, unless you they say not it. unless you know that they believe yeah. that it did. You right. know what I mean? Like oh, so yeah. kind of you well, knowing it de- your audience. It also kind depends of on where they are in their stage of grief. I yeah. imagine because it's like when it's fresh, and you tell someone their dad happened for an, or died for another reason, like. No, yeah. like, like, or so that you could appreciate life more. Because, like, one of Gary's big things is he, he, one way he copes is that the reason we lost both of our fathers is because we were supposed to end up together. Like, mm-hmm. that's what drove us together. And so that's kind of what helps him find peace in the whole thing. I think that's great. That's, yeah. yeah. But I also think that's just a way of finding beauty in some really shitty yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It may not For be sure. the reason, but it's definitely what y'all got from it. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with the sentiment. I just yeah. I disagree with it in that context and in saying it oh, to a person sure. that's Being hurting. Oh, for sure. Being But yeah. I try not to say it at all, but just, right. just to like help myself Protect out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cover your so, so, so there are things that you can say that um, he talked about. Uh, one, one I really enjoy is that I will walk with you through this. Um, <laughs> that one, one makes me just like so happy where... I'm with you no matter what, how it goes. I don't, it, it speaks no, like nothing to how you think this ha- occurred, but it says that I'll be with you while we do this. I'll be with you while you're going through this. And I just really like that one a lot. Yeah. That's um, you, but you, yeah. You say that with. I do. Anything. I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not just, well, not just death. Right. Exactly. Um. But so anyway, he's, he's awesome too. Uh, I just wanted to. Give yeah. shout outs to my <laughs> yeah inspiration because oh, I'm a fangirl about both of those two, two people. Like, what are you into? Um, grief writing. <laughs> Gee, you sound like and murder right up our alley and murder and murder. Yeah, oh God, and cashmere and cool socks. That pretty much sums me up. God, Joe is a lucky man. Bless him. <laughs> the men that love us. <laughs> Whoo. Mm. He, he's got his fucking quirks too let's true. just not oh true <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, all the everyone knows mine so his newest thing is when he doesn't want to talk about something anymore he'll say oh we'll, we'll figure it out and I'm just like I know what you're doing we'll revisit this <laughs> yeah fine I've, I've I've figured it out say something else now gotta throw me off if Gary doesn't want to talk about it he literally just stops doesn't talk (laughs) talk about it like and I know when I go to him with the situation where I'm dropping some sort of bomb on him or Mm -hmm. I have an idea I need to present to him I have to drop it and I can't expect a reaction in the moment yeah so I just drop the bomb and walk away (laughs) and then normally a week or two weeks later he'll you can tell that he's been thinking about it but he's not someone you can just 
you're if you are looking for an in the moment reaction you're fucking disappointed i wish i could think of an example of like times i've said something to gary and i'll like i'll say something but it's phrased like it's a question but it's not phrased as a question (laughs) and i just look at him and he's like what like he just kind of like looks around like what he yes. also doesn't like, do well with questions in general. Like we will play like fuck Chuck Mary. Uh-huh. Oh my god. And he so can't <laughs> and he can't answer because it's like he feels like this is actually gonna come into existence yeah. for him. Like and it was like is this a trick? Like he's just like I, I, I can't answer. So what would be an example of a question? Oh, we should do a fuck Mary Barry. Oh, we should, yeah. <laughs> a game like on our Facebook like that. on our Facebook fans page. I like that. Yeah. Funeral stories fans. <laughs> On yeah. <laughs> dude y'all are big time yeah we're we're huge speaking of but, please contribute to our patreon <laughs> that would be swell but my favorite is to do like girls from high school that we you know that he knows and, and, and three of them that oh, he's God. he likes a lot or three of me <laughs> yeah stand. exactly yeah. or like three of my friends yeah. or whatever and he's just that i know that he likes like equal levels and he just he, his mind it looks like he's gonna blow up because he just can't handle the like <laughs> like this isn't actually gonna happen no just you like know? you could just pick a thing and just say it out loud <laughs> yeah. or would you rathers oh my god Mm-mm. would you rathers my favorite oh gosh i'm remembering when we when we did uh fuck mary kill we were sitting in um south and yeah you and i proposed one of three people and it was like <laughs> Within seconds, we said it at the exact same time. Like, we knew exactly which one we'd fuck, which one we'd marry, and which one we would just murder the quick, quickest. It was like, well, that's easy. That's the easiest one you've ever... Matt, Noah, and Jeremy, we're not telling you the answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet they already know. Uh, they probably all think that we want to kill them. That, like, they're the one that we want to kill. There was only one. <laughs> Oh, leave it out there. Oh, God. But mm. now I'm trying to think of games. <laughs> That's what we should do at our next Fuck live Mary recording. Fuck Mary Berry. Our next live recording. We should do that. Yeah, yeah. We really should. I'm trying to think. Who's someone that we all know? Like the three of us? Yeah. Like <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, celebrities. I like doing it about people we know. because then. Uh, okay, I've got one. Okay. Cameron? Uh-huh. Marla. Oh. Or oh, I was gonna make it really good. Hold on. Cameron, Marla, or Jenny. So you gotta fuck one of them. You gotta marry one of them, you gotta kill one of them. Cameron, Marla, Jenny. <laughs> fuck. I can't, I can't marry my sister, so <laughs> So you're killing her. <clears throat> oh. I'm definitely not fucking her. I don't wanna kill her either. No, I know you wanna marry Cameron. Oh, I would marry Cameron in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm already married to Cameron in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like you and Seth would be like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this works now. So are we gonna say these things are out loud? Or I don't feel good about this. <laughs> say, it, say it out loud. Say it out loud. Um I'd marry Cameron, I'd fuck Marla. I don't want to kill Jenny. I can't I can't kill Jenny. It's not how it works. You have to but you, you have, have to, to but pick I, I proposed the question. No, that actually no. doesn't take you out of it. No, at no, all. no, no. It's no, still no, a no. game. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll kill myself. <laughs> Take myself out of the equation. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Good bitch's answer. Mm. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I'd kill Marla 
and feed her to the wolves. <laughs> there you go. Probably enjoy She'd be okay that. with that. Yeah, exactly. She'd be okay with that. Exactly. Um. Oh. Golly, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna marry Jenny. Okay. Because she and I are nerds, and mm-hmm. we would have infinite times talking about You're right. books, and I just really enjoy that about her. You would, would never leave the house. No. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kill Marla. Yeah, because she'd be okay with it. Yeah, I think she would. I think she would look at me in the eyes and say, I understand. And then <laughs> it'd be you, okay. You, it, was a, it was a choice between me and two others. I understand. Yeah. I just, I think, yes. I just, have, I just have that vision of her being like, She's like Death is it's safe. okay. I get it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. And okay. then um, I'll just fuck Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I've, I didn't plan this out very well because I got to the last thing and it was yeah. fuck and that was the last person left. Uh, Cameron is a beautiful boy, but I just don't know. Um, anyways, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't all the way straight. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Might be awkward. Yeah. What uh, Left of center politically and sexually. Yeah. <laughs> a little left of center. <laughs> God, I love it. Isn't it funny though? Like in the game, you always know one of them mm-hmm. instantly. You're like, right. Well, I know this is what I would do with that one person, <laughs> and then we can kind of, yeah, narrow it down Fill from in the there. Blanks. Yeah. yeah. So who are you? My one is that I would marry Jenny. Okay. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because this is gonna make her feel so good, Sister Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Yeah, right. But kind of for similar reasons, like I just think she would be the if the one you're married to theory is the one that you are going to be hanging out with the most Mm -hmm. and i think that jenny and i would just laugh a lot and have a good time yeah and yes i i I think i'm fucking marla whoa are you killing cameron damn i almost went that way but then i was like i know he's a fan favorite so i didn't want to say it out loud you're gonna kill cam well it's either kill cam or marla it's like it's an impossible to um, bear bear Barry. It's also it's also oh Barry is alive. No, uh, no. <laughs> but if we're doing wait. fuck Barry Mary, because Mary wait. because it's our you know. So you, oh, I see. it's also between. It's not just killing Marla. Or Cameron, I also think the camera would understand. It's fucking camera Cameron or Marla. Yeah, so you'd exactly. Rather fuck Marla I would rather <laughs> yeah. Like if you're doing process of ele- elimination, I would rather. <coughs> I mean, I just think Martha would be a really good lover. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> just, ahead and say, no doubt. Just saying, no I feel doubt. like she would maybe know a little more what to do than I feel like there would be a situation. fur blanket involved. I think, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, that's... I mean, Marla basically just walks around naked in her mansion right. anyway, in her fucking house coat, like Grey Garden shit. You know, yeah. like she's like she just seems such like a, a queen lover. already. Yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that's that's the whole. If those are my three choices, like you could walk into her house naked and she'd be like, "What's up? Want some yeah. coffee?" Like I also feel like Cameron and I are a lot of alike in that like old soul kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that sort of connection to him, and so I don't necessarily want to be married to someone that I'm a lot alike. Yeah. By yeah. the way, he got an Uber ride over here the other day, and then as soon as he gets out of the car, he comes in. He was like, "I just had the best conversation with my Uber driver. Let me describe her to you. She's this beautiful black woman with long blonde hair named Tara, and she's like, he was going on, and she said right out of her mouth, I can tell you're an old soul.' I was like, well, everyone can, Cameron. No shit. Yeah. So I mean, I fucking love you, 
Cameron. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, I would kill you if you made me <laughs> choose. Also, so. he might be ready to beat his maker. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. God, that was a good one. Yeah. Y'all should ask I just me really one. like how this... Um, whole conversation has evolved to well, like now we're having ambiguous in-depth, grief about oh in-depth <laughs> conversation about ambiguous grief to then okay so if you had to kill someone if you had to fuck somebody that's how it always goes <sighs> that's yeah, the whole know. thing who would oh we should do a fuck mary berry on our um fan book our fan page with our first three guests <gasps> it was our first three guests which would be Cameron, Nat, and Marla. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we'll do one later with, like, as we that's add different smart. people, we can start doing different. <laughs> that's smart. That would be fun. God, I feel that? like we can't put us in there because you will be really, like, heartbroken when someone kills you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. I'd be like, why would you do good that? Good job <laughs> stopping that before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a three-star really review. Really good job there. <laughs> I saw a three-star review, and I was like, well, this is it. We have to go find everyone in the just world. Just everyone, just kill me, because Casey won't be able to handle it. <laughs> we, we need to interrogate the person that gave us a three-star review. Interrogate everyone that's ever reviewed us. Yeah, you went nuts when you <laughs> yeah, found And I was like, hey, upset. we could just go roll roll their house. And you were like, no. <laughs> I did get the really upset. <laughs> I got jokingly upset, because I thought it was funny as shit, because we're awesome. <laughs> I was like, surely it was a joke. Also, I feel surely like it was a mistake. Someone fell on their iPhone <laughs> and hit submit. Even though people that try to review our podcast can't do it, but I mean, seriously, I don't understand. It, it was, it was, it was Steve Jobs from beyond the grave. From beyond the grave. So anyway, anyway. that was a really interesting twist. Yeah. Thanks. Well. Oh, God. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to read you this quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it says, also, I feel like if you were to quote me for one of those cool posters you put on Instagram. Okay. Um, I've like stuttered and messed up my words so much that she's, you're, no one's going to be able to get a good one out of me. <laughs> so I'm just going to quote somebody else. Okay. And then like you could put that up. As said by Rachel. As said by me. Okay. So Dr. Boss said this. So she says... Indeed, to live more comfortably with ambiguity and uncertainty, we must first find our own peace with not having all the answers. I just love that. I mm. like that. I love her. How did you spell her name? Dr. Pauline. P-A-U-L-L. Oh, no. One. P-A. God. Help. P-A-U-L-I-N-E. Help me, Father. Uh, P-A-U-L-I-N-E. Yes. <laughs> Boss. B-O-S-S. Boss bitch. Boss bitch. I mean, she is. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Any other, do you have any questions about this stuff? I mean, we could go on. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty, yeah, open ended, um, pretty ambiguous, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it'll open up, <laughs> I think it'll open up a whole, yeah, um, <clears throat> another discussion with people about grief and about loss and death. Um, so I think that's, and there, shit, there may be, a ton of questions after yeah i mean this airs in this, august yeah right <laughs> well for me like this it kind of validated my parents divorce quite a bit oh yeah yeah. you yeah. know like that kind of stuff um yeah because everyone like you said everyone's gonna lose someone or, or lose, lose something lose like a thing that you thought was gonna be forever and it wasn't you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. what would you say your main takeaways for someone who's processing a loss would be uh give yourself give yourself some credit Give yourself some space to 
just run sit with it like you know Cameron was not wrong um and as a like licensed grief counselor that's what we say I mean we Mm -hmm. say sit with your stuff just let it sit for a second you don't have to do anything about it Mm -hmm. but where we start to flounder is we want we want to make the pain go away and I think that when we can just sit with it and know that like that's not going to happen because if you love someone if you love somebody in any capacity um, they're going to leave a hole no matter if they're divorcing you, no matter if they're moving away, no matter if they're going to jail or they're dying, right? So when that hole is there, um, it's going to hurt. Um, you had said something in a discussion. Uh, you and I were talking about the opposite of love. And oh. you said, um, lo- what is the opposite of love? And I immediately said hate. Right. And you said, uh-uh. no, it's apathy. Yeah, it's so, the absence of. Yeah. Um, because... What it, which is such an interesting concept, but yeah. it makes so much sense. It does. Um, the absence of love, uh, the opposite of that is love. So, like, it's not hate. That's what everyone wants to say, but it requires the same sort of effort and energy. Both do. So, yeah. love is the same as hate. It's just a little bit I've always heard, like, different. love and hate are the same emotion, just opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say opposite ends. I think to hate someone, you have to have... Wanted something more from them Maybe or have yeah. loved them at one point. You know, like, you have to... That's such a strong emotion that can go towards... And then when we get... I mean, racism, obviously, is, like, the oh not thing yeah. that we're talking about right now. But yeah. to, like, actively hate a single person... Um, <clears throat> to where it affects you. Well, because right. think about when you, if ambiguous grief, if you've ever had a breakup and someone leaves you and it goes, you go to like blocked mm-hmm. or something, and they're to you, it's translated to they hate me. They ha- or not that they hate me, but like that lack of caring that like they could do what the fuck ever, and I don't care what happens to them mm-hmm. hurts so much more than if they were to pick up the phone and be like fuck you you dumbass because at least then you're getting a reaction but think about like the the and some people equate anger and and that vitriol like response Mm -hmm. to passion because in order to hate someone so much you must have loved them at one point i see yeah i think that's all kind of tied in there together yeah and if you look if you kind of think about your own sort of journey when you're coping and grieving like a breakup or something you go from hurt you go Mm -hmm. to pissed and then you go to i don't give a fuck anymore Mm -hmm. so like i mean it's all tied in there together yeah i think yeah well and it's yeah it's interesting about the um that's like the cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. comes into play there because that's when you're like well he wouldn't hit me Mm -hmm. and you know it's he wouldn't hit me if i didn't do this but it's also he hit me and he feels bad and but like this like cycle of abuse so it's like he wouldn't get so angry if he didn't love me so much it's this weird fucked up way of thinking but i think i that was a fascinating quote or discussion we had had about Mm -hmm. the opposite of love (laughs) there's a quote for that episode (laughs) <laughs> the opposite of love is not hate it's apathy yeah the absence of yeah. i don't even fucking care <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself um so oh wait we gotta do death jams yeah fuck. i was not prepared for that part i made this whole presentation <laughs> about that i did not think about that by the way rachel second. was the one who coined the term death jams oh yeah <laughs> it me i did it it me <laughs> okay so with your experience what is something you do which i guess you kind of already answered that yeah. question <laughs> i think i know what my death death jam would what be. was the second question though that we normally ask why don't i know this is that now? the last one 
Yeah. Okay. I'll think about it while you think of the question you're supposed to ask me. Um, second question. How do we always... We ask it all the time. I know. Has your experience made you think more about your death plan? Yeah. Your own death plan? So I was 22 when I was working hospice. Um, and oh, to yeah. be that young and being exposed to that kind of level of heavy... I thought for a good six months, everyone in my family is dying right now. Mm-hmm. I have cancer. You have cancer. We all have cancer. We are, uh, I would pass someone on the street. Like, are, are they okay? Do they have cancer? Like <laughs> in my head, like that's what was, and it, yeah. I was just so fixated on it um, until I got some of those coping skills. So I thought a lot about it then. Um, so I do have my own uh, sort of, you know, what I want to be cremated. Um I want to be maybe turned into a tree. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or I want a green uh, cemetery. Did you I see just... the thing where you can be turned into a record? Yeah, that's awesome. That somebody posted on that, the Facebook. My mom would lose that if I died <laughs> right now. She'd be like, whoopsies. She'd like put it on the counter and be like, oh, I need to get a record player. So she would have the the first grief, the first ambiguous grief, and then the loss of the record. <laughs> I'd die again. Yeah, she'd again. kill me. Again, she would fucking, res- or she'd use it as a plate for yeah. her, her, or she cake. wouldn't sit it straight up and get warped. You couldn't play the song, like yeah, she'd leave it in the sun. She'd yeah, leave, yeah. In the back of her car. I melt into the pavement. She'd for- she she'd put it in the Simon and Garfunkel sleeve and forget. Or she like, would like, or then she would try to like heat it up and like fold it into a cool shape and like hang it up somewhere. And it's like, nah, bitch, play the song. Play the song. Play the song. It's Rachel's song. Yeah, no. She would lose it. Mm. Guess you could learn lose an urn too, though. Uh, yeah. Probably best to be scattered. Probably. I'm aware. <laughs> Probably can't the really easiest. Lose a, can't lose a tree. <laughs> yeah, or just yeah. I kind of want to be a tree. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or I just I I really like the idea of a green cemetery. Uh, just wrapping me in muslin, dumping me in the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of giving composting my, bodies. That's yeah, like a, yeah. Giving my body back to the we earth. We just um, had somebody send a message and ask if we would do an episode on composting bodies. Oh, like human comp. Like hmm. hu- yeah. Or I kind of want to donate my body to science. Oh yeah, yeah. to like body, the body farm. farm. Body farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally would be into that. That'd be cool. That's very cool. Did you get the text where uh, Meg was sitting, standing next to Bill Bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out. Yeah, I was just going, dealing with a lot at the moment. UTK. So really yeah, yeah really. he's cool. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to him. I was like, hey, he's, Laura's he's grandma also, just died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not really wanting to think about human decomposition at this moment. <laughs> actually, Normally, that, yes. But. Actually, like, that doesn't even, like, bother me on that level. Gotcha. But it's just, yeah. I'm just not going to respond right now because I'm not really talking to anybody. Because yeah, yeah. I am very much a person that sits with my grief and, mm-hmm. like, needs to just sort of withdraw mm-hmm. from yeah. the people around me. And, like, with Casey, I told her, I said, keep, I knew that you would be hesitant about messaging me about the podcast yeah because you were like what can i send and so that's why i went ahead and told you keep messaging me about the podcast because i need a distraction yeah. right and if i don't respond you know i'm just yeah. not in a headspace mm-hmm. to respond at the moment but don't you know keep sending mad. it to me yeah. yeah but for the most part like people were like my one group of friends were talking about our girl strip and they're me- sending me all these messages and i'm just not <laughs> responding to any of them because <laughs> i just like i have to disconnect like, yeah are you okay yeah 
Yeah, that's kind of how I, I, I was the whole weekend at my grandma's And house. actually, speaking of humor, so my lifelong friend, Amanda Peacock, who I've talked about several times. Her last name's Peacock? Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> so good. And she always, actually, her real first name, I don't know why she didn't go but this, is Yidi. What? Yidi Peacock. Because it was Waycross. <laughs> Probably so. But Yidi? So Yidi Amanda Peacock. Who is uh, Yidi? Is it a family name? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So... She um, <laughs> I was no not like over that, that yet. <laughs> no. But in every circumstance with my dad, she was the one that like we were talking about her dog that had passed away, and she made me laugh for the first time when my uncle, my that I was very close to, my dad's older brother passed Mike. away. She was at the funeral. And she called me from the funeral home and said, Laura, you've got to get up here. Bobby Cobb looks like a used car salesman. (laughs) Bobby Cobb would have been my Mm step-grandfather and total used car salesman kind of looking guy. And so she was just, but you know, (laughs) cracked up laughing. Then when my friend in high school, David, died suddenly in a car crash, I went to go see her and another friend and... It was just, she has this way of just like making you feel like the death isn't going on around you and just kind of making something normal happen. That's a good But she was like, Mm. Laura, come in here and have some of Miss Havisham's wedding cake. And I walk into the room and they're like taking, like someone had Uh saved their year cake and they're like bouncing it across the table with each other. (laughs) Like from Great Expectations? Yes. (laughs) And so I think she knew something must have been going on because she, I call her my soul sister because I mean we just are so deeply intertwined in each other's lives and I always joke around with her like I couldn't get rid of you if I wanted to. (laughs) But she, um, I think she knew something must have been up when I wasn't responding so she sent me a private message (laughs) and oh my god what was it? I can't even remember what it was now, but it was before my grandma had passed away. And it was something that made me, oh, it was, she, the, her grandmother had passed away recently. And she was going through all of her stuff. And she said, look at all these wine glasses. Maybe we can call Gay Darden and she can tell us how to sort through them. <laughs> and it was like, she was the one that made me laugh. Not even yeah. knowing I was the one that had experienced the loss yet. Right. And then, of course, at the funeral, she was the one that walked in and was like, should I tape things for your podcast? Good. You know what? I almost reached reached out to her and I was like, listen, I know you're going to be there. I love that. I know you're going to be there. Would you live stream the eulogy? (laughs) And then all my friends that were there, like, they all started going, they were like, yeah, 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 I'll be taking notes for you. Did they? Um, No, I mean, not really. Well, they're not good friends. Well, they were there. Hey, I had a, a bacteria that was trying to kill me. Just kidding. I had a death. Had a, oh God! So, I'm just yeah. Joking. When when my grandma died, I called Lauren. I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna face my dad. Like I'm gonna need an army of people. She was like, Well, I don't really have anything going on, so I'll come if you need me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. I didn't. I wasn't there for your uh, grandma's funeral. And she goes, Well, I'm a better friend than you. So. <laughs> and if. If Jenny and your mom hadn't been there, I would have yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I started so not I to have gone. If, yeah, right. But you were saying those were the two people that you really needed there. Yeah, I'm but glad they were there. Yep, they were there. Yeah, it's all that mattered. Oh my god, your mom's face in a couple of those pictures made me fucking oh die. <laughs> I have to post those on the blog. It was like de- bikes Phyllis. in the other room. She's like, "Well, I better eat my funeral." F-. She would not shut the fuck up. She was like, mm-hmm. "When are we gonna eat?" I want funeral food and I'm leaving. It's she was like, best. give me funeral I mean, food. You, I know we, you guys have talked about it a bunch, but it is like next level. Yeah. 
comfort funeral food yeah oh god my my friend jackie brought chicken salad <laughs> and it was so good and it tasted so much like my grandma's chicken salad it was so bizarre and so we were all just like downing this chicken salad <laughs> hope you like my meatballs I'll be eating them <laughs> when <I'm dead>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh god funeral food all right funeral so food. i think i know my death jam okay all right, what is it so and it comes with a little bit of a story okay so my dad's family was, um, his mom was the one of the oldest or youngest of like eight or nine. I don't know, big family. So we grew up going to funerals. But these were not just like, just like church funerals. These were like, La, it's Lafette, Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not Lafayette. Which would be. Lafette. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia funerals. Um, and so it was <laughs> one of my aunts, old great aunts maybe even great great aunts i don't know but ancient so she had this uh the song picked out and of course it was being played over over a um over the pa system (laughs) um and it was gonna be you know come thou fount of every blood that one Mm -hmm. which i'd I'd enjoy that one but instead what came out was i like my women a little on the trashy side And so we were all just kind of like, uh, that that might be one of the best fucked up music music yeah. fucked ups I've ever fucking heard. Lost so do you it. want that played? I want I w- I like my women a little on the trash because it's funny, but also because it you. Yes, it me. It you. It me. It you all the way. So funny. That's what I want. I like that my women is amazing. A trashy side. I mean, like, why would you even like? I don't even know how that happens. Also, who mixed that CD? <laughs> Who's, whose car was that in? Yeah, it's like one thing if you like plug your phone in. and Because every time I plug my phone in to my, anyone's car, Lemonade by Beyonce starts playing. Yeah. So it's one thing if that's... But if it's a fucking CD, CD. Burn. who's putting Burn gospel CD. and... Next to. Yeah. And then what was... The, what, was what else was on I mean, that it, CD? I don't know, but... Oh. save a horse ride a cowboy <laughs> right next to another amazing yeah. grace uh, yes <laughs> one sweet Redneck day yacht club Redneck, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere yep <laughs> don't Jesus. rock the jukebox don't Alan rock Jackson. the jukebox oh my god achy breaky heart don't yep. take the girl <laughs> don't, don't take, take the girl. girl that's one of my favorite <laughs> Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing when he was eight years old. Little girl came through the front gate holding her fishing pole. Did you ever listen to the the song that I sent you that day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I didn't listen to it until like yeah two days ago, but I did like. And it. And then I um I shared yeah, it on like our... that's morbid, <laughs> like um funeral stories, stories. podcast. I yeah. be like that should have been our our theme song. I mean, sorry, John. No, John is great, but, but I guess I need to listen. It's a song called Wolves by Down Like Silver, and mm-hmm. it's been my, sort of my processing it all song that I've listened to. But then I thought. This could totally be Marla's death jam. <laughs> it should be, yeah. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. It should be. I have a thing yeah. for wolves, too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Neat. Fuck <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> have you read the book um, about the 
God, what's called? I have it on my Audible playlist right here. What's it called? American Wolf. Um, no, but it's, I have heard of it. Yes, it's so good. Okay, yeah, yeah, you should check it out if you're into wolves. I am into wolves. Wolf pack. Woo. Woo. Wow. Wow. Someone, someone, call the cops. There's the wolf because the cops are gonna arrest uh, the wolf. I have a great wolf story. I'll I'll tell off a podcast. But okay. anyway, I guess. Um, how, yeah. How are we gonna wrap this one up? Um, Was there any more questions? We'll 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 be in touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I really had. Yeah. No. Um. I'm, I have a feeling, like I said, I think this is opening up a yeah thing where there'll probably be a lot of questions. Hopefully, afterwards. yeah. If you have any questions you'd like to ask, yeah, Rachel, send them in to our email. If you have any questions you'd like to ask Rachel, it sounded like if you have any questions you'd like to ask, comma Rachel. I don't have any questions. <laughs> I kid you. I was like, I'm, I'm not noticing the difference in inflection here. I don't know what you're saying. Then, if you have any questions you'd like to ask Rachel, email hello at funeralstories.com. Rachel, if you will email us. <laughs> With your questions With, Okay. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah, what's the recipe for your grandma's chicken salad? <laughs> She's going to start just emailing me. What are your plans what are you tonight? Doing? What, what do are you thinking you, about? Do you want to go to dinner? I'm gonna be like Rachel. Wrong. Can we go back to on the border for endless enchiladas, bottomless enchiladas, bottomless? That's not how that goes. Endless. Wow. Bottomless margaritas. I know, but both are bottomless. Well, there. We definitely. Especially after I get home, I gotta take my pants off. We definitely hit the bottom that night. We just went as low as we could go. So I guess laugh in the face of your grief because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thanks Rachel, for coming. Thanks, Rachel. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.